0: <laughs> hey. <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. You're so, when the new year started, I really had it in my mind like this is going to be a good opportunity to reset everything uh with the podcast in general with all three of them the plan was keep doing the chicken and broccoli we never seem to really have an issue with that sometimes somebody can't make it but since there's 3 of us we can generally get one done i think we've missed one or two episodes in the couple years we've been doing it but we may have run into some issues with david making that fit better into his schedule so we're having some issues with that and then with this one I was really kind of looking forward to just forcing these episodes to come out I know it's been like a month or two and I know every time that I talk about it it's issues with people making it and I hate to always complain about the same thing but I don't take it as a complaint maybe take it more as it's just super difficult to make people's schedules line up to do this kind of stuff especially when it's somebody that you don't know too well or that you don't know at all that you don't know in person so all the Scheduling is kind of done back and forth through email or Instagram or a text message, and generally most people have the time on the weekends, and that's kind of when I try to post these is Sundays or Mondays. So, if somebody's like, oh, I can't do it till Sunday, I generally think, oh, Sunday's fine, we can do Sunday, then I'll just get it together and post it that night and then what ends up happening is that sunday rolls around and that person can't make it and i've got nothing set except for that person it's like okay well i'll do one myself really can't stand doing these by myself and i always think i'll just sit down and talk for 10 minutes so i can just put something out to keep it at least on that every other week consistency, but, you know, stopping whatever else I might be doing to set this up and sit here and think about something I want to talk about, I don't know. I'm just not that person. Why, why would I do that? I know, you know, your memes and your, your motivational speakers your motivational memes always just kind of say, well, you got to do it anyway. But I, I mean, you don't, I don't really make money off of this. No one's really expecting. I mean, maybe y'all are expecting something from me, but hopefully you've learned to temper those expectations. Hopefully I've taught you that. I like doing this, but it isn't something that I'm really going to go out of my way to do I was doing that I don't know a year and a half ago and I mean it it took all my time I'm just not willing to give all my time to that if that's what it takes to become successful at something this can just be more of a hobby we have decided to put a little more effort into the gaming podcast this controller is broken if you guys listen to that one uh, we've also kind of changed things around and gone a different direction with it to keep the episode shorter so if you're somebody that did listen to it and got annoyed that it was too long we are aiming to keep most of those episodes under an hour if you think well why do you just keep Why you just have one person set to talk to you know just have a backup it's hard enough to coordinate with one person much less try to have one person ready and one person on standby and then if that person that i need on standby generally speaking it's a last minute type thing, where it would be Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, and it's like, hey, you want to sit down for two hours, you know, no notice, and just talk about something? There are people that would do that, but they're the people that everybody already knows. I never really wanted this to be a podcast with the same guest five times, four times. I do kind of like to keep it to, to once or twice if somebody has something different happen to them or has something come up that's notable or, you know, a topic they really want to talk about. But I would get into the rotation of, like, the same four people in that order. And that's just not something I want to do. Um, I mean, you guys can let me know if you would prefer... Just some bullshit to listen to for an hour. Or if you would prefer, like, no, just do something when you've got something that you think is interesting. The stuff that I have been trying to get done, I'm really into. I guess, I mean, there was Christmas, Christmas break, the holidays, all that stuff. I went on vacation none of it's really an excuse and like i said i came into the year like i'm not going to call it a new year's resolution but i was planning to do these every week this year and i think one was supposed to go up on like the 1st or the 2nd and i just i just couldn't do it I just didn't want to do it I think every time I do one of these by myself, I kind of tell you, send me people to talk to you. And some of y'all do a really good job of that. And I do reach out to most of the people. And I just get, yeah, I'm really busy right now. You know, check back with me later. But they don't owe me. Like, I don't believe that. How are you so busy for the next month? You don't have like a spare two hours, but you know they don't—they don't owe me their time to sit here and do this. And it's not like I pay anyone for doing it either. So, what real incentive does somebody have to do this unless they're just kind of interested? I just realized it was recording on just the left speaker, and stereo i wonder if you can actually tell the difference or not but i'm not redoing it and hold on let me see maybe i can figure out how to change it i don't know maybe maybe it changed it maybe it didn't all right i don't want to i'm not going to release something that's eight minutes long so we'll go through some of the things that i got here on this list See if anything makes sense for us to talk about, or for me to talk about by myself, to myself. One thing I got on here, and it's kind of become like my go to snack chocolate covered pretzels. I can't understand why they're so expensive. If you buy that little, you know, that blue Flips brand bag of chocolate covered pretzels it's like five bucks and it's maybe the size of like a half a piece of paper and i don't know let's say there's 20 there's 20 pretzels in there and that's five bucks but if i want to buy a giant bag like a way too big bag of pretzels I can get that whole thing for $5. And if I wanted to buy like a, you know, like those long, like 24 pack Hershey bars where it's like the full Hershey and they're stacked in there and you get like 24 of them. That's like, I don't know, $8.00. If I wanted to buy one Hershey bar and a little bag of pretzels, that would probably cost me like two or three bucks. And that bag of pretzels would have, I don't know, 50, 60 pretzels in it. I don't know how much chocolate it takes to cover a pretzel. Also, it's weird. How come you know how you can buy the big ass pretzels at like sporting events? Or you can even buy the big hard pretzel. Why can't you buy a pretzel that size covered in chocolate? It's always going to be like the mustard dipping or the cheese dipping. How come you can't buy a hot pretzel with hot chocolate sauce? Like You can get it with hot cheese. I want a soft pretzel at a baseball game that I can dunk into melted chocolate and eat that. I would pay five bucks for that. But. We end up paying so much because someone else did the middle work. So I can get a small bag of pretzels and a chocolate bar for half the price of the chocolate covered pretzels. But now I got to find a way to melt the chocolate onto the pretzel. You could just make like Hershey's come so you can snap them and segment them into little rectangular pieces of chocolate. You could just make a pretzel sandwich and put a pretzel on the top and the bottom of the chocolate and then just eat it that way. Or you could let it sit in your mouth for a long time and let the chocolate melt. And then finally, like three minutes later, you could chew it. It, It's weird at the grocery store if you want an onion or... Carrots, pineapple, any kind of fruit, you can just go and buy an onion and it's less than a dollar. You can get like a whole pound of onions for a dollar. You can get like the giant bag of carrots for a couple dollars. You can get a pineapple or a watermelon for a couple dollars. But let's say you could buy a whole watermelon for five bucks. Or you could buy the little tiny plastic container with like 10 pieces of cut up watermelon in it. And that's 10 bucks. So there are people out there who dislike cutting watermelon so much that they'll spend the same amount of money for a 20th of the watermelon just because they don't want to cut it apart. I get that. Maybe you just want a snack. I don't want to eat a whole watermelon. I got to take it to work. I just want it in this container. You'd still be better off buying the whole watermelon, taking that to work with you, cutting it up at work, and then just giving it to people that you work with. And then they think you were. I just got a text. I'm sorry. It distracted me. It's weird that this shit's so. So City Market, if you guys have City Market, we'll just say the grocery store. They think that's what it's worth. And people buy it. Or they wouldn't charge that much for it. So we as a people, as a society, have decided that we will pay five times more for someone to cut something up for us. Are people that lazy? Or is it more of just a convenience thing? Is convenience worth that much money? I think that could be a job. Well, like you invite me to the restaurant with you and I'll cut your steak for you. And then you give me like 20 bucks and then I go and then you can enjoy your food. Like, uh, Uber eats or DoorDash or whatever. The convenience fee on that shit, depending on what you order can, can be the same amount as the food that you ordered. I've never used that service when I've had to pay for it ever. It's, it's crazy to me that people are paying. Like, I know that y'all hate going to the grocery store, but you're really paying people to go to the grocery store for you. That's how much you hate it. Like these minor inconveniences. seems like people are just throwing money away, but then they're complaining about, how they don't have any money. I think that it's totally fair to complain about how expensive shit is or how you work so hard and you have nothing left at the end of the month. But maybe you should complain a little less if you're choosing that being this lazy is worth the extra money to you. Because maybe you could have saved 100 bucks throughout the course of the month if you would have just done some of this stuff yourself. If you would drive to the drive-thru and order your food yourself, you could save some money. You could not go to the drive-thru, and you could save some money. And you could cut up your own food, and you could save some money. Some people out there are making shitloads of money by pushing the boundaries of people's laziness. Shit that I never would have thought of. I don't know. Twenty years ago, it'd be nice if somebody could just go to McDonald's for me and bring it to my house. Now that's a normal thing. What's What's gonna be the next thing that we never thought of, that we don't have to do for ourselves, that we can pay someone else to do? Can you hire somebody to come into your house and do your laundry? Because how much could you charge somebody for that? If anybody is willing to pay me to do that, I will come to your house and do your laundry. And I'll charge you $25 each time I got to run the pair of machines. Right? So 25 bucks, I'll do one load through the washer and through the dryer. So if you got multiples, you know, you could be looking at 75 bucks a hundred bucks, but you're paying $10 to get Burger King brought to you. And everybody that buys this shit, I don't ever hear anyone talk about the great experience they had with DoorDash. Y'all are always upset. Half my food's gone. My food's cold. Even when I go to the drive-thru myself and immediately bring it home, it's cold before it even gets home. And I live in one of the smallest towns in this country. I can't even drive 5 minutes and have that shit still be warm. So you're paying even more money for food that doesn't even taste good. And you know it's going to taste worse than what you are already expecting. And that's acceptable to you. You just All right. So a couple days ago, I'm assuming everybody that listens to this, listens to chicken broccoli. We were talking about, I mean, I don't know how to sum up the entire conversation. There was a point in the conversation where we were talking about the age of consent and the ability to consent. And I get kind of confused. A lot of times when I do these episodes, someone approaches me and wants to talk to me about something that was said on that episode. So this time it was Joni and she was like, I was kind of surprised by some of the stuff that you had to say. Like, do you really think this? And when you get deeper into it, it can get a little bit harder to, to really know what your stance is because as you look at each individual aspect of a societal problem I feel like the way that I view it or the way that I think about it only applies to like every direct specific circumstance and you kind of catch yourself getting Stuck or confused or realizing that what you were saying five minutes ago, now you're kind of disagreeing with. And people will sometimes, Joni didn't do this, but people would be like, oh, now you're saying the opposite. Like, I got you. Like, I knew you couldn't keep your your side straight. I don't know if it's about having a specific side or a specific view that I'm trying to get across. I think that it's something that you do have. You can't just look at, uh, you know, the right side of it and the left side of it. You can kind of see it from every possible angle all the way around it in a circle. And I think that as you move to different areas on that circle, I think the way that I feel about it does change, but I don't think that that matters. I think that some of this shit gets so specific to the exact circumstance that you could feel different about two very similar situations because there was one minor detail in each one that could uh, trigger a person differently just depending on that minor detail but one of the things we were talking about was like age gap and ability to consent and I took the stance that when I was 16 and I was sexually active that I knew what I was doing and I stand by that and Joni made the point that there's a lot of 16 year olds that get pregnant or get diseases. And I think she was saying like, that's a reason why at that age, it's not a good idea to be sexually active. But to me, that doesn't have anything to do with sex. That's just being dumb. And I can agree when you're 16, you do a lot of dumb shit. So, when you're 16, you could easily be talked into smoking, drinking, robbing, uh, vandalizing shit, burning shit. Who knows? Whatever your weird, fucked up friends might be into, at 16, I think that you are more likely to get talked into doing that kind of shit. But you going and burning a house down. Because your friends thought it was fun, is not the fault of fire existing, right? So, it's like the, it, the the people kill people or the guns kill people. Like the guns existing, the way I look at it, like it's not their fault because the guns aren't doing it on their own. They are a pathway to violence like you can't really get pregnant if you don't have sex but you can also have sex your entire life use a condom use birth control very slim chances of pregnancy which I know it can still happen but you can't put an age on stupidity you can say for the most part at 21 We're expecting that everybody's smart enough to own a gun, to vote, to join the army, whatever other shit has age limits on it. We've seen over and over that stupid people still vote way past 21. Stupid people still get access to guns. Stupid people still get diseases. Or cheat on their significant others. Way past whatever age. Or unexpected pregnancy. Like The age of all of that shit. Really has nothing to do with it. It's more about how stupid you are. And yeah, I think you're stupider when you're younger. I get that this might sound like I'm trying to say. Well, so consent shouldn't, shouldn't matter on age. It should matter on the specific person. You can't really make a law around that. And I'm not fighting to lower the age of consent, but I think that it's weird legally. If you're 16 and you sleep with a 20 year old, the 20 year old can get the 20 year old can go to jail for that. But if you're 16 and you sleep with a 16 year old, there's nothing wrong with that. Nobody gets in trouble. And the reason, at least the, what Mike said, was that a 20 year old should know better. And a 16 year old isn't able to give consent. Their, their brain capacity, whatever, they haven't matured enough to understand what they're doing. So that's why that's illegal. I won't. I won't fight that. I don't care. But then how can a 16-year-old consent to having sex with a 16-year-old? Aren't they both non-consenting? And if that's the case, shouldn't they both go to jail or get in trouble? If two 16-year-olds murder each other simultaneously or beat each other up or rob a bank, they still get in trouble. So it's just confusing. If a 16 year old can't consent to a 20 year old, are is the law saying that a 16 year old can consent to another 16 year old? Or is the law saying that neither one can consent? If if that's the case, then they both broke the law with the other person, Right person A raped person B and person B raped person A because neither one could give consent. And it's like, well, that's, that's, you're being a little picky on the wording. Like laws are written specifically with picky wording because of shit like that. So if the law is kind of just saying loosely, like, yeah, we just kind of let that slide. They both can't consent. So no big deal. Does that still apply if a 16-year-old sleeps with a 10-year-old? The 16-year-old and the 10-year-old both legally can't consent. So what's the difference in the eyes of the law between 16 and 16 and 16 and 10? Because the other 16-year-old couldn't consent. And the 10-year-old couldn't consent. And you'll say, well, one's 10. Of course, that's fucked up. I get that. That's why I don't think that it's about consent all the way. There must be something else in there. And maybe there is, and I just don't know it. I don't even know what the law is. Maybe it is illegal for two 16-year-old kids to get it on and everybody just looks past it. But I really think that this shit should be far more well spelled out. Not because I'm looking for loopholes to fuck kids, but just because I don't understand where like where the lines are it makes sense when you just look at it from afar. Like, nobody should be sleeping with 10-year-old kids. And then according to Mike, nobody should be sleeping with 16-year-old kids. If, let's take with junior in high school. Um, at my high school, in the late 90s, it was very common for sexually active kids to be juniors, seniors, maybe, maybe some sophomores. I don't, I don't think a lot of freshman kids were doing it at my age back then. I'm sure that's changed. If there is a, a, a boy or a girl that has slept with, I don't know, 10, 10 other people, at their school, which is not uncommon. All around their same age, let's say from 15 to 18, whatever. If that person sleeps with somebody that's 22, 23. Actually, I mean, what does it even matter? If that person slept with somebody that's 40. You're what? What? I don't want to say the locks. I don't know the lock. what it sounded like Mike was saying was that all the teenagers that slept with the teenager all legit. But then that teenager's choice to sleep with somebody that was twice their age. That's the fault of the older person. And I, I don't know if I can fully get behind that. Like, if you are, I mean, there's really no way to say this kind of shit without it coming across like I'm trying to advocate for something. Let's just say that it's weird that a 17 year old can choose to sleep with a bunch of people that are 17 year olds and it's not really I don't know there's nothing wrong with that, I guess in terms of the law. But if they were to sleep with someone 20 years old, like that's a that's rape. That's against the law or somebody that's 25 or 30 or 35, I don't know. I would like, I don't know. I would say I'd like to hear like what people think about that, but I'm not trying to turn this into a debate about at at what age we can fuck other people. That's really not (laughs) what it's about. Just the more that we were talking about this on the podcast and then after Joni asked about it, She was kind of trying to get at, like, well, what is acceptable and what isn't? And then I go down the rabbit hole in my own brain of, like, what is acceptable, like, legally, but what's acceptable morally? Is there an average moral ground where we all stand, where we say, like, this age is the age? Because then even when you hit that age... There's going to be some people far more mature than that for their age and some people far less mature than that for their age. And isn't that level of maturity what, what actually matters? But there's no way to test that. Would we go to court and then give maturity tests to rape victims, statutory rape victims? Also, this entire conversation is about consenting. (laughs) Uh, I guess, would you call it consenting rape? But I don't know, you can't consent at that age. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Again, I would like to make it clear that's not the point that I'm trying to make. I don't even think it makes a difference if we're talking about like the male being the younger one or the male being the older one. I think that it just does have a little something to do with the specificity of every single individual case. And I think we were talking on that last podcast about like the young male in high school and then the teacher that's older and a lot of stuff is coming up about like female teachers sleeping with their male students in the, in the terms of it being the teacher, it makes total sense. That's like, you don't sleep with your psychiatrist. You don't sleep with your boss, but if you take that situation out of the school or whatever, and you just have two people, if the younger male who was already sexually active is being sexually aggressive to an older female, it's the older female's responsibility to shut it down because he's too young. But he's already made the choice to sleep with 10 other girls from his school. But because of a five-year age difference, this woman would go to jail. So then where does that line end of like... 18 to me feels absolutely average for people to be sexually active. And I would say 17 and 16 also feel... Very average for that to be the point that you lose your virginity or you become sexually active, <coughs> but like 15 maybe is that first age where I'm like, I don't remember hearing a lot of 15 year old kids having sex when I was 15, and then if you head into middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Was that like 12, 13, 14, or 11, 12, 13? Un- unheard of for me. So I would be curious to know when we talk about how society has been advancing. Is middle school full of sexually active kids nowadays? I, I, maybe it's like the old man in me, but it seems like that's probably not the case. I would hope that's not the case. Knowing some 12 to 14 year olds, I could, I could very, like, certainly say, like, the way they act, their maturity level, definitely not in a place where it even seems like, sex is a thing that's on their mind. And definitely not something I would say, oh yeah, they should be able to, to have sex. But I would never tell two 17-year-old kids that like they shouldn't be doing it with each other. Is that something that most people think is too young? Like the late teens is too young? Or is it a thing where You did it yourself at that age. You lost your virginity at 16, 17. And now looking back on it, you think that that was too soon or too young. (coughs) What is the defining uh, problem? Of saying like, you're only 17, you're only 16, you shouldn't be sexually active. It'll fuck you up. What, what about that is dangerous? Is it just physically dangerous in terms of pregnancy disease? My parents used to tell me that it was mentally dangerous because it Once you have sex for the first time, it changes the way you view things. It changes the way your brain works or the decisions that you make about stuff. I think that there's some truth to that. But if that's the case and it changes you, what are we saying then that I should, that we as humans aren't ready for that until we're 30 because they, they always made it sound like such a negative thing. Sex is going to change you in these negative ways. Should we just not be having sex at all? If, you know, like George, George didn't have sex and George got really smart. Is there some truth to that? If you're not focused on sex or the thought of having sex, you have more time or brain energy to spend on other things. If that's the case, why aren't we just not having sex at all? Is the trade-off of getting off worth getting less done, being dumber? I think that teenagers or people in like their early 20s that are very hormonal definitely get into that like whoa you're you're spending too much time thinking about this your life is devoted to this i think that most people grow out of that to where sex is part of their life but it's not what's controlling it I think that there is a large group of people that that just never changes sex just continues to dominate their decision making but that isn't age related I think every time I say it isn't age related what is coming out is like so it should be cool you know we should just drop the age thing that's not I feel like I really got to make this clear. That's not what I'm getting at. If we're talking about as parents, which most people my age are parents or have experience with parenting, what is the age that we tell our kids? This is okay for you. Is it, are people still waiting for marriage? are people that aren't hardcore devout Christians still waiting for marriage? Is that a thing? Is, would the majority of everybody listening to this think that they would be okay with their kids being sexually active at 16 or 14 or 18? I think there's some kind of massive difference between fuck, I don't know, 15 and 16. Maybe because that's just when I lost my virginity, that that's where my brain kind of gets stuck at. I don't feel like there was any sort of negative outcome to my life based on how old I was, but maybe I just can't know. Maybe if I could look into an alternate dimension where I didn't lose my virginity, that I would be, you know, very successful. But at the same time, when people hit another age, now they get made fun of for not having sex. I think with dudes, that age is very low. But even with women, y'all will make fun of other women if they reach a certain age and they haven't had sex yet. It kind of starts to turn into... What's wrong with you? What's going on with you? Is there something that we don't know? This is, you're kind of an outlier now. We don't really know how to handle this. What is your problem? So there are two, like a start and an end to where it's okay to start doing this. But then there's a point where you you better have done this by now. Or you're going to get labeled the fucking weirdo. And I guess maybe. That. Asexual type person. Now coming into, you know, the modern day. Progressiveness. Maybe people aren't getting picked on for that. But I I guarantee like in the late 90s, you definitely were. Maybe the kids aren't concerned with that anymore. It's like, Oh no, I'm just, I'm an asexual. And everybody's like, Oh, you're just not into it. So maybe in that case, um, there's still a big difference, right? You could be somebody who's just not interested in having sex, or you could be somebody that nobody wants to have sex with. And I think those, (laughs) those are two pretty big Defining differences. I don't think you want to be the person that nobody wants to have sex with. I don't think there's anything wrong with being somebody who isn't interested in having sex. I know I can remember long periods of time when I was adjusting my hormone levels that I I could go two months without even thinking about. Anything sexual. The entire thought, the entire desire was just completely gone. But also that was because there was like a hormonal imbalance. That would take us down like a whole nother path. But there's just some... There's so much of this that doesn't make perfect sense to me. And I don't really think it makes perfect sense to everybody else, but the sense that everyone else makes of it is also going to be wildly different from person to person. It's like, how are we coming up with everyone having such different opinions on this stuff? How are we coming up with a law that decides, okay, like this is the, the law that we're going to put out that everybody has to follow. Was that something that went through like the house and the Senate and then the president like way back in the day or through the court or was like, this is what we've decided And it seems like, for the most part, it all makes pretty decent sense. 18 seems like a a good age to put that at. I wouldn't argue with that. But I think it would be weird, or it is weird, that... God, this is going to sound so bad. You You can drive it. 15 in a lot of states you can take hormone therapy to change your gender maybe that's with parental permission In a lot of states and some states say you have to be 18 to get married so some states have you can't legally get married till you're 18 but The age of consent in that state could be 15. If you're 17 and the law is saying that you're not legally able to consent to sexual activity because your brain is not fully formed enough to make good decisions about sex, is your brain fully formed enough to drive a car? What they're saying is that, Hey, you're 17. We all think you're going to make bad decisions. That's why you can't drink. That's why you can't smoke. That's why you can't vote. That's why you can't have sex. Okay. So, okay. I'm, I'm with that. So why can you drive? Why don't we just change that? Why don't we just change like everything to 18? Like, is there a difference between your ability to make a good decision about if you want to fuck somebody or not? It means you have to be more developed than to drive? Like, why are you getting to drive at 15? That seems like a far more dangerous activity. I'm not saying we should lower the age of consent. I'm saying we should raise the driving age. If, if our brains aren't developed enough as humans, maybe we should be putting this shit off a little bit. I know that, well, we don't need to get into that. Um, I was going to talk about something else too, but like 49 minutes in I think that's good again I want to make it clear I'm not into kids or fucking kids or somebody else fucking kids I don't think that other kids should be fucking other kids I would take the stance that just nobody should fuck anybody instead of somebody fucking kids and if that's the case Maybe we should just get rid of sexual activity altogether. Maybe we should try that for, I don't know, five years and see what kind of advances we could make as humans, as an entire species. If we take all these preoccupations with other shit away. What do y'all think would happen? I'm sure there's like a movie or a TV show about that. I don't feel comfortable with this shit at all. I feel like you could clip something I said out of this and it's going to sound horrible, but I trust that everything. Oh my God. I think that I hope that I made... Ugh. Maybe this was just a bad idea. I think what I'm getting at, or the, what I would want to know, would be: is it is it socially unacceptable or looked down upon that teenagers are sexually active with other teenagers? Is that one of those things that society isn't okay with but is ignoring or has society just kind of agreed this one little age grouping from you know 15 to 18 or whatever we know that's happening technically it's not legal but we're ignoring it or is it not really consent related at all or is that just like, uh, do you get what I'm asking? Does every parent out there wish that their teenage kids would not become sexually active until a much later day? Because you get, I think we all know the parents when we were all in high school, that was like the cool parent that would say, I know y'all are going to experiment with drugs. I know that y'all are going to get drunk. So if you're going to do it, like I want you to do it at my house, I'll be the cool mom. Everybody can come over here and drink and I'll keep an eye on you. Make sure nobody drives, make sure nothing bad happens. I hate that outlook. Your kids should not be drinking as teenagers. The fact that you just give up and throw your hands up in the air and say, there's nothing I can do about it. I know what's going to happen, so I might as well just embrace it. I guarantee you, if you teach your kids and you get a couple lucky breaks, you know, they don't fall in with the wrong crowd your kid won't drink or your kid won't be so easily susceptible to peer pressure. I went through that. I am 42. I've never smoked a cigarette, never smoked weed, never been drunk. I would say I've never even had a drink. You know, you could really nitpick me on that but like I've never drank a beer. I've never drank a glass of wine or well like I've had like a a taste of something here or there but never drank like a glass of something. And you know, when you're in your 30s or whatever, that's not like people are well, some fucking people do, but You know, leave those people alone. If people don't want to smoke or they don't want to drink, you being the person that says, oh, I'll be your first one. Like, I'm going to get you high. You're going to love it. Like, you're an asshole. You're taking somebody's, like, entire belief system and saying that you're going to ruin that and that you think that's fun and you're laughing about it uh if somebody doesn't drink you should just kind of be like oh well that's cool not everybody has to drink it's almost like you're getting like you're taking somebody's virginity like oh i'm so cool i'm gonna be the one that gets you to do this that's not really a win. And God, I've had so many people say that to me. And if it's, you know, generally when that shit comes up, that's because it's someone that you're just kind of getting to know. Cause you're having that conversation about, no, I don't drink. I don't smoke. That is like an immediate, Oh, we're not, well, we're probably not going to be friends. Like just the fact that you think that that's funny that you would take some sort of pride in Destroying something that I've worked 40 years in maintaining. That that would be fun for you. Like, like the vegetarian that hasn't ate. It's say like they were raised vegetarian. They haven't ate meat in 40 years. And you think it would be fun. To. I don't trick them. Or. I don't know. You brought them the best steak in the world and you got them to eat it because of just how quality it was. There's a high chance that that person is going to regret that moment for the rest of their life. And they're going to attribute that moment to you. I guess I could go back to the whole actual virginity thing too. <coughs> which I'd be interested to know from the girls out there was your first time magical. Was it romantic? Was it everything you wanted it to be? Did you have a good experience? And then I know that at the time you are wanting that good experience and everybody puts a lot of pressure on that to be, such a moment because you'll remember that moment for the rest of your life as if it's this defining key moment in your life do y'all still feel that way I guess it doesn't have to be just women are, are there any men or women out there who still look back on their first time as important at all Cause like I, mine was fine, but like, it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't look back at it as like some cherished memory or some momentous point in my life. It was just like a thing that happened that was a big deal at the time. But like a a little while later, it wasn't a big deal at all. It meant nothing. And it still like, means nothing. I don't have an attachment to that person. I was like, oh, wow, like that was you. You were you were that person. I was kind of just like, yeah, we were we were kids and we did that together. And no, I don't want to have dinner with you. Like that, That's it. It's the end of it. Are there people with. Still. I don't, you have like a shrine to it in your house, because that's how people treat it. That's how my parents treated it when I was a kid. That's how the school treated it. Always make sure you wait for just the right person for your first time so that it's a good experience because you'll remember it forever. I remember a lot of things forever, but they're not important things. Does anybody have something they'd like to share about what it means to them today? What was I talking about? What was I talking about? Talking about drinking? Oh yeah, don't be that mom. Like I it's such a defeatist attitude. Like, I get that you don't want your kid to go out drinking in the woods and then driving home. But it seems like parents have already predetermined they're like, oh, my kid's gonna drink. My kid's gonna do drugs. So I might as well help them do it safely i get that once you've gotten to that point but like i've heard people say like well there's no way they're not gonna do it so i might as well just prepare myself for when they do i'm telling you there are kids that don't do that shit you can raise your kids to not experiment with that stuff until they're older I think that's what I was talking about. I don't know. I think this is good. Um, Keep sending me people. You know, some of y'all have really helped me out with people to talk to. The timing just hasn't worked out. Um, But I got to do this. I want to do this. I'm just not the type of person that's going to go way out of my way to do shit generally, if I have something set up and that person bails, like that was the effort that I had available for that two week period to put into this. So I don't know. I'll see you in two weeks. I don't want to fuck kids. I don't want you to fuck kids. Nobody fuck any kids.